Buenos días, good morning, and this is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and my co-host, my brother, my friend and partner, Tim Flirty. This is the talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truth of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. Good morning, Treasure Valley. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Walls. I'm Pastor Israel Rodriguez. And with me, there is a Boston fan. Uh, his name is Tim. Timothy. Timoteo Flirty. What are you doing with that hat, dude? I'm from Boston. You're from Boston. That makes sense. Well, we are together in this program, but we are we're from two different teams, you know, so Houston Astros. For those who didn't know, but anyways, welcome to another show, Pastor Ryan. Welcome, I'm glad you are here with us today as our our guest. Yeah, Pastor Ryan from Deer Flat Church, now the senior minister out there. Yeah, it's great to be with you guys today. What an honor! Uh, sure, love what you're doing for the community and for our Treasure Valley, and I appreciate it to be with you this fine day. Well, you know, the holiday season, we kind of were talking about. We really wanted to highlight some of our friends that are in the ministry and are doing really great and important works in and around the Treasure Valley, but then also abroad. And as you know, as you know, the leader of Deer Flat Church, how much of an impact that you have just, you know, across the whole kingdom. And what I kind of, we start this every week with a question and, and this so we call it the question of the week, and it's really something that I've been thinking about. And then I ask the question, and the pastors that are here sort of share a little bit of biblical wisdom. So this is kind of a test. All right. And you have no idea what I'm going to ask. But what I've been wondering is, I was kind of having this sort of, I don't want to call it like a crisis of confidence, but is what we're doing in terms of going beyond the walls, is that is that important? Does that, does, you know, I mean, I know that there's the Great Commission and everything, but like, does it really matter if we have homeless services for, for people that are indigent? Like, what's your feeling in terms of what our real job is as a Christian to help others? Like, should we be going beyond the walls or should we just be going to church on Sunday and giving our tithe and enough's enough and let the experts like you handle the helping side of things? <laughs> well, I think we're all a part of the church. We are we all make up the church. It's not a building. It's not an organization. It's all of us. So we're all doing our part. And, and those things are the things that God inspired us and gave us a passion for. And so we need to embrace those places. But uh, my first thought on that question is, is, you know, are we making a difference or is it, is it important? And I think absolutely, because they're God's children. All of them are God's children. And so he loves it when we join him in the things that he cares about. And so he loves everybody. And uh, especially, you know, you read the scriptures and especially the oppressed, especially those who are struggling in different ways. Uh, You know, he typically uses widows and orphans as this example, but it's it's all those who are struggling. They're God's children. He cares about them. And then I think the, the next piece is, you know, how we can then, like I said, just be a part of what uh, where where God is where God is is using us. And we have to figure out how we can win the right to be heard in the world. You know, people don't care about what you know until they know about how much you care. That that uh, adage or you know, kind of old cliche, but I think it's so true. Is is 
we have to win the right to be heard in their life. And they want to know first before you tell them about anything else is, do you care about me as an individual? And when we can, when we can reach them and minister to their pract- most practical needs, it's a huge statement. And so it's a huge statement to the Lord that we join him in his heart for them. And it's a huge statement to those that we get to minister to and love on. And so I think uh, without a doubt, it makes a difference. And at the end of the day, uh, it's a privilege to be able to just partner with the Lord. Uh, we certainly didn't come up with these ideas. He put them in our heart, and we just get to partner with them. Do you remember the first maybe outside the we call out we, like any sort of ministry that's not like happening in the four walls of the church? We sort of call it that beyond the walls, right? So, do you remember maybe it was something from your childhood or something from you know you, you know your young you know being a young father or something like that? Do you remember your first time that you did? any sort of service work outside the church. Do you remember that? And, and can you can you kind of share that with us, what that was? Yeah, so I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, so when oh. I look across and I see your Boston hat, I say boo, St. Louis Cardinals, yay. Um, <laughs> All right. But okay. you, you are American League, so I'll give you a pass. Um, but I, I do remember it was uh, partnering with a, a homeless ministry there in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And man, it it totally rocked my world and blew, blew my world. Uh, I, very naive. Obviously, you, you understand that there's homelessness, but to actually go and to really embed yourself in into that world is a whole other experience. And so I remember we were going around in these places I didn't even know existed in, in downtown St. Louis. How, and, how old were you at this point? Uh, I think I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, so it, sad that it took that long to get that opportunity. Yeah. And I don't remember the details of why it took so long, but getting to be able to go in there and into these places, like I said, didn't even know existed within the city and to see these people and to understand that they had names and they had stories and you get to sit and talk with them and hear about their stories. And you're reminded that uh, this is not just a cause or an idea, but this is real lives uh, in play. And what a, what a, what a, what amazing opportunity it was for me. Yeah. We, you know, we call that the ministry of presence where, you you aren't necessarily trying to solve their problem because there is a certain state of homelessness that you know it, it, there there are many many things that need to be dealt with inside a person or or with a person's you know education ability you know their work ethic their their you know their savings in order for them to exit that situation but that doesn't mean that we can't still be there for them as just one human to another human and hear them and see them and let them know that they're heard and saw. And I'll tell you what, working in homelessness for the last decade, the time that I spend not trying to solve someone's issues, but just listen to them, knowing that like, look, I'm not even going to attempt to fix anything today. We're just going to hear you and we're going to just see you. There is so much relationship built in that moment where they're just like, this guy is not telling me what to do. He's not telling me to get a job. He's not telling me. He's just hearing me out. And it's it's almost magical what happens. There's like a trust that gets formed. And and some in some ways, almost like a like we're giving them some some grace to say, look, not every person on earth has lived a perfect life, obviously. Right. And and because your imperfect life is shown, you know, up maybe a little bit you know, different way than other people's, it doesn't mean you're any, you're, you're any less important to God. And, and I just, 
I don't know. I just I think it's so great that you that you were able to see that as a young man and and see people for being. So did that inf- that experience inform your decision to go into the ministry full time? Yeah, I don't think that I would say that. No, um, that was just kind of me going into ministry was uh, a night of ironic. Um, our youth ministry had a prayer night. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which I think is cool looking back on it, how many youth ministries just have a prayer night, but we were having this prayer night. And as I was praying, I, I just, the Lord actually gave me a vision and a, um, and a, and a true calling. And I, and I saw myself ministering before people, but I think I remember, even remember even as a boy, there was always something in me that I just wanted to help people. And I think all of us feel that way in some ways. And so the way we help people is, again, probably going back to those passions and those giftings that are just more natural, that are truly supernatural. And so for me, it was God gave me this vision, and I always sensed and knew that I wanted to help people. I just didn't know how, and he kind of gave me clarity on what that meant uh, and going into ministry and, and sharing his word and teaching people his word, uh, coming alongside of the brokenhearted and uh, those who are cast out, you know, from the world. And so that was my beginnings. But I think the the moment that I got to do that at homeless ministry was just another kind of reaffirming moment that this is where God's bringing me and calling me to. With that, we'll be right back. Estegos needs volunteers. Come and volunteer at our community warehouse. We need help with sorting, building, organizing, and displaying our extensive inventory of products. We can even host your church or business volunteers as well. If you're interested, reach out by email to harry at estegos.org. That's H-A-R-I at estegos.org or call 208-230-9706. 208-230-9706. Deer Flat Church is a place for everyone. It is a church where you can be accepted as you are, experience an amazing depth of grace, and heal your hurts. It is the perfect place for imperfect people. Come and check out their services, both in person and online. They meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. for a traditional service and 1045 for a more contemporary service. Deer Flat Church is located at 17703 Beat Road in Caldwell and online at deerflat.org. Come and join the fellowship. And we're back here with Beyond the Walls, and we have our guest today, Pastor Ryan Stoops, Senior Pastor at same place, me and Martin gave the opportunity to, to serve uh, the Air Flat Church in the mighty metropolis of Caldwell. So, Pastor Ryan, I'm very interested that our audience get to know you a little more. You know, would you please share with us those, those early years as a teen and going into high school, going into college, you know, and uh, all those details before you became a pastor? <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to. Well, as I already kind of mentioned, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. And again, as I was sharing a few minutes ago, that uh, I'll never forget the, the night of a youth ministry service where I felt the Lord give me an actual calling and a vision of where he was wanting to take me. And from there, it was uh, trying to figure out how to, all right, now you kind of know where God's taking you, but you have no idea how to get there. And so I'll never forget, it was late at night, and I just was so anxious about how am I supposed to do this? And what does ministry mean? And and I only knew my pastor. And so 
I, I feel a little ashamed to this even to this day, but it was like midnight and I just couldn't take it anymore. So I got in the car and I went over to his house at midnight, knocked on the door. He answers the door. I don't even know why he answered the door. And I said, God called me to ministry. I, I, I need, I, I'm ready to go. What do I need to do? And he said, well, the first thing you need to do is settle down. <laughs> <laughs> He said the world has been um, the world has, has been needing Jesus for a long time. Is going to continue to need Jesus. So let's do this one step at a time. And and he just encouraged me. So why don't you know why don't we talk tomorrow? <laughs> and so he and I got back together when it was a bit more of a reasonable hour. And he just shared with me, you know, let's do one thing at a time and challenge me. And let's get you into to school and you find ways that you can begin, you know, serving even more in the church and and. and whatever we can do to find ways that you can be uh, just of a service and, and loving people. And so from there, uh, I found myself, you know, looking around and I, I knew I loved my church. We were an independent church and I knew I loved my church and I was not really wanting to go away. I wanted to continue to be a part of my church. So I found a local Bible college there in St. Louis. It was uh, Missouri Baptist University. I didn't happen to share all of our doctrinal and theological positions, but I, uh, I enrolled in there, and I and I absolutely loved the experience because the 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 small differences that we did share it caused me to really go through and process and think through our, what do I really believe and what, why would I disagree or why would I agree and and so I think it was even more helpful in shaping my theology and my and my journey and growing in that uh, and as from there I, I just uh, began to you know, study hard and, and try to get my arms around all the classes I was taking while serving in the church. Uh, next thing I know, I was really involved in our children's ministry at our, at our church and just uh, loving kids. And, and my big thing, my heart was this, is I grew up again here in St. Louis and St. Louis is a very Catholic city. So a uh, majority of people would, would probably call themselves Christians and Catholics there in St. Louis. And so I can't tell you the number of friends that I would grow up with and I would invite them to come to my church with me. And they'd be like, I, I go to church, you know, and, but they were the typical, what we call creasters. They would go Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and as I'd talk with them and say, you know, do you go every week? No, I don't go that often. It's kind of boring. And that was always the, that was always the, the phrase that I would get from my peers and my friends. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I go to church, but it's boring. And so when I was going to Bible college and serving in children's ministry at this time, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to make sure that, that no kid that I ever get to minister to is ever going to walk away and say church was boring. Mm-hmm. And so that was my mission. And I did everything I could do to just uh, to make sure that it was an enjoyable, fun experience without watering it down, without making less uh, of Jesus, but making Jesus practical fun and i think we did a pretty good job of it i think we had a great time uh the team that i worked with we had a great time really trying to make our our ministry and our and our and our presentation of the gospel each week as enjoyable and as fun as could be and we got to see a lot of young children over the years give their life to jesus it was a lot of fun well i love that right you know and uh you finished your education in this bible college and uh tell us about your family i mean what happened after you received that title that they put in your hands? You know, I mean, this is what you have become. This uh, we we approve you as a, yeah. as a minister of the. T- what happened the next day after us, that ceremony? You, you know, tell us how you met your wife. How did I meet my wife? <laughs> yes. Well, I met my wife at church. We uh, we dated in 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 the youth group uh, when we were youth together. We dated for a little bit, and that didn't last very well. She uh, realized I wasn't mature enough for her. 
So I needed some some time to develop. And so uh, in college is when we uh, we started actually serving in the in the children's ministry together. And what was so cool is we just became really great friends. We had to start communicating over the lesson plans and whatnot. And we became just the best of friends. And the next thing we know, we were going to a hockey game, the St. Louis Blues hockey game one day. And I and we're driving there to the hockey game. And I look over at her and I say, we're not just friends anymore, are we? This is something <laughs> more than that, right? And uh, she said, yeah, I think so. And and it wasn't, I think within the next year we were married. We I did all the giant events in one go. I Within a month of graduating from college, we got married, we bought a house, and I graduated college. And... I started my first full-time job, and it wasn't in ministry, though my heart wanted to be in ministry. Uh, as I mentioned, it, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in an independent church, and so we didn't have this network, and I didn't know where to go with this. And I just knew I loved my church, and I didn't know who to reach out to. I didn't really want to go anywhere else, but there weren't any openings at the church for me to come on. And so during college, I received an opportunity to come on with a, a company called Extra Lease, X-T-R-A. They lease over-the-road trailers. Sure, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So you'll you'll never miss it now that you're driving down the highway and you see these you see these trailers. But this is one of the beautiful parts about the church is it's a great network as well. And so one of the guys at my church, he was a big executive for that company, that Berkshire Hathaway, which was Warren Buffett Company, bought. And they invited me to come on as an intern and kind of part-time with them. And the next thing I know... I'm graduating college and there's no openings for me in ministry, but my college experience, I double majored. I I majored in religious education as well as business administration. And so that opened up a door for me to come on full time there with Extra Lease and this uh, trucking company or this trailer company. And so uh, they, they brought me into their finance department and for the next, I think, Seven to nine years, I, I forget the, the time frame. I served in the corporate world. I went from extra lease to a company called, uh, a year or two later, I, I went from there to a company called Reuters, which if you're ever watching like Fox News or those yeah. types of things, at the bottom of the ticker, you'll see Reuters. And um, they're, uh, you know, they provide news services to companies, but the, they're more known for providing financial data for financial institutions like A.G. Edwards and, you know, those type of institutions. But I uh, worked in their finance department for years. And before long, uh, it was that time of life and, and that a lot of companies were bringing offshore jobs over to India. And so I said, hey, you know, and so it meant we were going to lose our jobs and we were, we were, we were, you know, sending some of these jobs over to India. And I said, hey, if we're going to do this, I would love to be part of this transition team and the training team. And so they let me be a part of that, and I got to go to India and do different trainings and, and, and job sharing with them. And then through that, it kind of just flowed naturally. They they ended up keeping me on full-time, and they brought me in within the finance department. They brought me in to do kind of staff development and training. They taught me how to do kind of personal profiling type of things and stuff. And so I, I started uh, working for them in that area, still within the finance department. But uh, I was, you know, traveling to our Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Uh, we had a, our headquarters in London. Uh, I was going all over, being a part of that process, helping them. So it was really kind of a neat experience. But my heart the whole time, even though I was serving in this corporate world, my heart the whole time was longing to serve the church. Uh, just I knew deep down inside I wanted to. I wanted to be with the church, and, and God eventually opens the door, and I get to do that. 
And you know, we're going to we're going to talk about that a little bit more when we come right back. Are you a local pastor who needs supplies for your church or nonprofit? The Estegos Community Warehouse is the place for you. You can find a plethora of items such as teaching supplies, toys, bedding, and even garden supplies and decor all at discount prices. Some even 90% off retail. You can join Estegos Community Warehouse by going to estegos.org and filling out an application. Membership is free and only takes a few minutes to sign up. That's Estegos, A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org. And we're back with uh, Beyond the Walls. I'm Tim Flaherty, and I'm here with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and Pastor Ryan Stoops from Stoops, right? Stoops, you got that right. From Deer Flat Church. And a couple of years ago, Ryan took over the lead role at the church, and he's been sharing with us a little bit about his life growing up in St. Louis and then taking a job in the corporate world and you know building those skills and what we're going to get to you transitioning into ministry probably in the next episode but what i want to do is because this as as people who listen to our and fans of our show know it's going to be three episodes we're going to talk about your whole life and we have about you know five or six minutes left here on this episode i want to i want to hear maybe from your perspective you know what gifts did you you know get to nurture in those jobs in that corporate world for those years 15 years or whatever it was that now help you in ministry you know and do you think that is i'm I'm kind of leading this question here but do you think that maybe god set you on that path so that you could build those skills and 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 strengthen those skills so that you could be a better minister later in life as an more like as an adult rather than as a 20 year old kid getting out of college which is so so much the case now is like you get a bible college you're 22 years old and they're like here's a church god them you know what i mean <laughs> like, <laughs> like what <laughs> but t- tell me tell me what your thoughts are on that yeah i i know that there's several things looking back on it and i'm grateful for god's providence i'm grateful for just him leading and guiding things because I'm I'm a big believer in the old Garth Brooks song. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers because you know my heart was I, the sooner the better that I get into ministry. And but that opportunity to spend time in the corporate world was so beneficial to me for a number of reasons. One would be just to allow me to mature as an individual, allow me to grow up as a man, and understand responsibility and stewardship. And particularly in the business world and understanding stewardship and how important this is when we start to handle the the assets and the resources that God gives us from a church perspective to be able to do that and do it well. Uh, I also think to do it in excellence, uh, to give your best and to be a hard worker, to be disciplined. Those are all, I think, enormous assets and, and things that are value. I remember the, the times of just learning healthy and proper proper communication skills, whether it be emails. And I remember as a young man interning in the business world and I, my, my boss would, would literally, you know, come back to me with a red pen and, and, you know, making notes about emails, I said, and helping me learn what, what is more effective way to communicate with people. How, how do you get to the point quicker? How do you do it in a way that's healthy and effective? And so those things were all incredibly important to me. And I know helped me in the long, in the long run. And also just understanding that mission really matters. I think th- that was a huge thing. You know, any healthy, successful business 
is going to run by the same principles as any healthy organization like a like a nonprofit or or, or a church for the for for example here and understand that mission drives everything and keeping that the main thing the main thing so that way you don't get off you don't get off track squirrel moments in life and you and you're chasing things that really aren't affecting the bottom line of why you're really there and why you exist those are all incredible helpful things for me and yeah, I'm sure there are other things, but those are ones that really come to mind. That's that's thanks for sharing that. I I, I could tell just from watching from the outside and hearing from these guys about your leadership style that it that that it makes sense to me now because I didn't know that you had been in the corporate world for so long. But um, and and I knew that more about uh, Pastor Rick, although he hates to be called Pastor Rick apparently, <laughs> but I do it. I get away with it. And if you're listening, you should do it too. You know, that is really needed, I think, like you said, being a really good steward of the resources of the church to make sure that think you know, that, that the resources aren't being wasted or, or put into an improper place. Um, with that, we'll be right back. And we're back again with Pastor Ryan Stoops and Pastor Israel Rodriguez from Deer Flat Church. And next week, we're going to have Pastor Ryan back. We're going to be talking more about his life after college and in the corporate world and then getting into probably right off the bat, him heading right into ministry and how that happened. So we want to ask you back next week, Saturday, you know, listen along with us. I'm really looking forward to how in the world did he get to come to Caldwell from St. Louis, Missouri. You know, that's going to be a good one. So, Pastor, do you want to say a quick prayer for us? And we'll Please, I was desperate for you to ask me to do that. And Lord, our God, dear Father, you, you have made yourself known to us here on earth, and we have received your love, and we have been loved by you. Give us your spirit, we pray. Give us your spirit to strengthen us in the life and the work that you offer each one of us, so that everything we do and we say, give glory and honor to your name. Watch over us in all of our ways, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll see you next week.